Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. This is going to be episode 20, and today we're going to talk about the idea of trust, and we're also going to define it a little bit because I think it's a somewhat broad term, and so just for the sake of my discussion here, I want to define it and just make sure we're all on the same page with what I'm referring to on that. Just by the nature of the topic, a lot of this is going to be centered on my faith, just as a disclaimer at the head of it, so if that's not something that interests you or anything like that. This this episode might not be for you, but it's something that's been on my mind quite a bit. So, um, with the idea of trust, for me, it's the, the obviously the basic definition is just being able to rely on someone, something to do what it claims to do, right? So, for a person, you trust them to be there for you when they say they're going to be there for you. On a more, even more simple level, it can be you trust someone to be at a place at a certain time because that's what they said, or you trust a person at a business to accomplish a task or a service for you because that's what they claim they can do. So that's, that's you know, the basic level of trust, right? And beyond that, you know, when you get into the more intimate details of a relationship with a person, it's trusting the person with not only like tasks or things to do, but rather emotions and how you perceive the world and trust in how they deal with you and the various elements of your life, right? Trusting a person means you can come to them with whatever is bothering you or whatever is troubling you or anything like that, and they will listen to you and care about you and genuinely help you in whatever moments you're in. And at that level of trust, that has to be reciprocated, right? That that really can't go one way very well. Obviously, I think there are some exceptions to that. Uh, for example, you're raising kids. When, especially when they're younger, that trust really only goes one way because the, the kid can't understand or be expected to know how to trust sufficiently to make that a two-way street. Obviously, that evolves over time. But with with trust, I, I've been stuck on a few issues with it lately. And before going into the religious part of it, I, I kind of want to talk about it just in general. Just because what I've noticed is the the lack of, of trust that I find myself having with people and the lack of trust in general that people have with other people. And just in, in dwelling on it and kind of just thinking about it and thinking about what that kind of entails, I, I think the the issue is that with most people, they've lost the ability to trust sufficiently because at one point or another, it burned them and they don't want to be hurt in that same way again. And of course, that's a very general statement and that's not necessarily going to be the same for everyone. It's going to look different for different people but and, and I don't think this is a new notion where people don't trust because they get burned of course that makes sense you break trust it's hard to trust at the very least that specific person again if not just in general because trust inevitably requires a sense of vulnerability right and just like vulnerability it varies in degrees you cannot be very vulnerable and you cannot trust very much you can do a surface level trust of a person meaning you trust them to do what they're supposed to do at whatever time they said they were going to do it. And that can be as far as it goes. And that's the common interaction. But as 
a relationship develops and as you get further into that the trust grows deeper and by by definition the vulnerability required in that kind of trust grows deeper so the two are intimately tied one affects the other if you can't trust someone you can't be vulnerable with them and if you can't be vulnerable with someone you can't trust them because it, it's it's a thing that you can't just separate them and say i'm going to trust someone but not be vulnerable with them because then that's not real trust that's surface level trust and you can't say well i'm going to be vulnerable with someone but not trust them because then you're not being vulnerable with someone you're just stating personal information to state personal information and there's a different agenda there and I don't I don't think that's like a, a helpful <laughs> thing necessarily where we just don't trust people because we get hurt constantly and this isn't to, to blame anyone I'm just as guilty of this as any person but it, it hampers us so much in how we can go about life effectively and how we can effectively do the things that we need to do because inevitably we have to trust some people in order to live a more fulfilled life and I don't necessarily need to expound upon this a whole lot because I've talked about the idea of vulnerability numerous times but just in the element of trusting people to the point where you you have to be very vulnerable where you have to just be open to them affecting your life in an intimate way it's not something we should shy away from and it's not something that we should pretend we don't need or or, you know run away from because it's it's hurt us before it's the the whole process of you know moving forward with life and forgiveness and all of that is is intimately tied with trusting and vulnerability and for me not that I I don't know what that is I I definitely do I've <laughs> I've been burned by several people in my life and people that were supposed to be close to me and people that I was supposed to be able to trust and be able to believe that they weren't gonna hurt me I've not been able to do that and that hurts a lot and that makes it hard to trust people because if you can't trust the people that are supposed to be the closest in your life then how are you supposed to trust people who are supposed to be outside that circle right who are not as intimately tied in your life how, how are you supposed to trust them to that kind of level that requires healing that requires processing and that requires growth it requires growth in the sense that you have to want to change that part of your life and you have to want to become better from that you have to want to not be stuck in that kind of mentality and that's hard and that's not something to take upon lightly because that that ties into the, the forgiveness and the ability to move on and the ability to say this is not going to affect me anymore this is something that I am choosing now to put aside and not control my life and that's not easy and it's not something you can just walk up and do one day you have to intentionally put some effort into it and process and think about it and more than likely you have to do it with someone you actually trust hence why it's hard to get started because you have to start with someone that you actually trust and go from there and the the issue that I've been running into personally isn't necessarily with people but it's with God and trusting that God will be there and support me through through the various changes in my life I I talked a, a bit last time about um, my recent diabetes diagnosis which is obviously still an ongoing thing that I'm, I'm working through and trying to get a, a better handle on. I wouldn't say I don't have a handle on it. It's definitely not in a bad place, but that's something I'm still wrestling with, of course. But there's other changes in my life that are happening and different things I 
have to start, you know, taking either taking accountability for or just that are changing because life throws changes at us. That's not anything new. And that's something that will always happen. And where I'm struggling and where I've always <laughs> struggled in a sense is trusting that God's got a got a handle on that and that God's got a plan for that and that he's going to be there with me through all of that change. And obviously trusting God is a bit different from trusting either a parent or a friend or something like that because it's it's a different kind of relationship. It definitionally has to be a different kind of relationship. And you don't necessarily see the tangible evidence for that trust in God like you do with a person because it's not the same inter kind of interaction. And that's not inherently a bad thing. It just makes it hard for, you know, me as a person who is a physical being to really grasp it well on how to trust God who is not physical <laughs> and therefore does not always interact in a physical way. And so that's been that's been a difficult thing. And it's this notion of I have the knowledge that God will be there and I trust that God will keep his promises that he's given to us and trust that he's not going to turn his back on me because of whatever made up issue I come up with in my head because God is God is faithful regardless of how I feel about it um and so the the part where the part where I get kind of hung up I guess or just have issues is is more along the lines of how how do I continue that belief into somewhere where it's a true belief instead of just a piece of data that I know or a objective fact that I know because for me it's an objective fact right obviously putting how you understand faith and religion aside for me that it's an objective fact that God says he will be there and not turn his back on me but to believe that is is a different thing because I in my mind there's a difference between head knowledge and heart knowledge heart knowledge is something you believe in your core something that is that permeates throughout you and is something you can put total confidence behind because of of how true it is and head knowledge is something that you can objectively know as a fact but doesn't necessarily mean you put trust in it <laughs> and so it's this weird balancing act it's a hard thing to kind of quantify how to trust god when there's there's a clear disconnect between the head knowledge and the heart knowledge where there's something that i can know as a fact that there's something i can know is there and is promised to me and you know, along with that that god does not break his promises and at the same time i still don't believe it all the time and i say all the time because it waxes and wanes right it's it's a it's a fluctuation it's hills and valleys if you want to use i guess more of a of a church term that i've heard but it's it's never consistent and so there are times where i believe it wholeheartedly and there's other times where it's much harder and obviously that correlates with when it is being tested it's much harder to believe versus when it's not being tested it's much easier to believe that's always how it works with with this kind of stuff but my my thing has been how do i either get myself going back up to where i do believe it or what do i need to do in terms of perseverance to establish this as a heart knowledge piece and obviously you can't necessarily make things become easier by sheer willpower and sometimes you gotta just wait things out so like for me i'm waiting and in anticipation for things to change there is a specific deadline for when some of these things will come into effect and there's not much i can do to change that until it actually happens and so that that first option is at least in this specific instance not really gonna do much and so what it boils down to is how do i change myself to trust better and how do i change myself in order to believe what i know 
know to be true to actually true. And I know in a lot of ways that doesn't make a lot of sense, but that's how it makes sense in my head. And a lot of it is self-reflection and a lot of it is being willing to make intentional changes at, of who I am. And so it's it, the internal processing. It's like, okay, I've had trust issues before because the people I've trusted have broken that trust. Therefore, I do not trust as easily. And then it's, okay, so how do you regain the ability to trust? Well, you put yourself in circumstances to where trust works out and it, it renews that ability to kind of repurpose it in a deeper way. So, you know, you put your trust in someone, it pans out, it works as you expect it to and you want it to, it's easier to trust again because it's that positive reinforcement. And with that as well is, have I trusted this person before? Well, with God, yes, I've had to. <laughs> Um, I have been in plenty of situations where I was very much forced to because things were very much beyond my control and I had no ability to trust in anything else. And so because of that, I put trust in God. And basically, what's the track record of that? Putting trust in God. What is the track record of God fulfilling that promise? What is the track record of God making good on that application of trust? Well, it's always paid off. With God, it always does. And so it's for me having to logic my way through this right? Where it's, can I trust God? Yes. Why? Because he's never let you down. He's never broken that trust. And that's, that's the piece I think that it took me a while to figure out to kind of like actually explicitly state where it makes sense that when trust is broken with people that you do trust, that's hard to trust in general after that. But if you actually want to approach it logically, if you actually want to try to take this thing that I would say is not a very logical thing, but try to make some logic out of it, you kind of have to go, is this specific person trustworthy? Is this specific person someone you can trust again? And even beyond that, is this specific instance something that requires trust of you? Is it something that has panned out to put trust in other people in previous instances? And it's it's fighting back against that sort of gut reaction of you can't trust people because the trust has been broken before. It's, it's a battle of those deep-seated emotions that instantly kick in when you are placing yourself in a vulnerable situation. I think your body really tries to protect you. Your body really doesn't want you to be in a hurt state. And a lot of times your body doesn't want you to be vulnerable because to be vulnerable means the ability to be hurt. So as much as possible, your body doesn't want you to be vulnerable. However, that is something that is required of us in specific instances. And a lot of this ties into people, specific people where you either can or cannot trust them. And this is where it's different with God because God is not a person <laughs> that you can just have that sort of same interaction with. The way you tr have to trust God and the way that God interacts with you is so different that that instinct of your body to not want to be vulnerable is detrimental because the further you push that vulnerability with God, the further you develop that relationship with God, all of the sudden, the way that is impacting your life, it, it completely changes it. It completely changes the way that you live your life because that level of vulnerability actually strengthens you. And it's a weird issue where your body doesn't like that kind of logic because it's it's counterintuitive is, is at least the experience I've had where the more vulnerability you have, the greater strength
strength you have and the greater resilience you have because the thing you're putting your vulnerability in is a strengthening agent, this case being God. I would say in very minor respects, you can do this with other people because the people that you can trust and the people that you are able to place your faith into will do this for you as well. Vulnerability is not something to be scared of because it can be a, something that makes you stronger as a person, but you have to figure out how to place it. With people, it's trustworthy people. And with God, because there's a different kind of relationship there and because it's much harder to validate for us as people, it's faith. <laughs> That's ultimately what it is. Faith that God will hold up to his promises and that God will strengthen you that way. Because when you when you fully commit, when you fully go into it, it it's life changing. It's it's view altering. It's it's something that you cannot come back from if you do it correctly. And at the same time I'm saying that, I still have issues with it. I've done it and I still have issues with it. And this is the rather annoying, rather upsetting <laughs> and frustrating thing about people is that I I have had times where I have fully put my trust in God and said, God, I know you are going to be there. I trust you. Please show me and guide me through this. And he has to a greater extent than I could have ever asked for or ever imagined and came out on the other side, a much better person and a much stronger person than I could have ever imagined. And it was great. And I still remember it, obviously. And at the same time that happens, I still question it every time a new hard situation comes up because that part in me still says, I don't know. Maybe, maybe this is the time it doesn't work. The other times where I've needed it and I actually invested and I actually, you know, allowed that trust to work, it panned out and it panned out great. But my mind always says, maybe, maybe, maybe this isn't the time it works. Maybe this is, this is the, the time where it finally stops. And again, in, in my, in my knowledge, in my head, I know that is incorrect. I know for a fact that is not right, but that voice doesn't go away. That voice is still there. That voice still tells me it's, it, this could be the exception. And this, is the constant battle of life that I found is how do I continue trusting with plenty of evidence that I should, but everything in me telling me I shouldn't. And that's, that's to me where I, you know, I'm very much not perfect still. <laughs> I very much still need to grow. I very much still need to develop and become better and to just change who I am. And that's why I use that word specifically change, because this is something that is on my end of things and that I have to adjust to become better. And a lot of times, regardless, Regardless if we're talking about God or we're talking about people, it, the trust issues are on our end. It's not that when we're dealing with people that the trust may not pan out or it might not be broken, but the issue of trusting in general and the issue of being vulnerable in general still lies with us. If you stop the communication from ever going out, if you stop the attempt from ever leaving you, of course it will never work. That's a self-fulfilling prophecy. And so it's on us to change that, to essentially get out of our own heads and say, I'm going to, I am going to trust. I am going to put my vulnerability in someone else's hands and see if they hurt me and see if it does not pan out. And that's risky. It's very risky because at the end of the day, risk does actually give you the opportunity to be hurt. It might not work. You might get burned again. You could get burned worse. And that's not fun. And of course, I'm not advocating for that to happen. I don't want that to happen to anybody. It sucks. But just because we could be hurt again, just because we could fail in terms of the ability to trust either in a specific instance or otherwise does not mean we 
we shouldn't try. And that's what I keep coming back to is, you know, for sake of argument, putting my trust in God doesn't work. That doesn't mean I shouldn't keep trying. And obviously I know with God, it's going to work, but nonetheless, with people even, just because it doesn't work doesn't mean I shouldn't try. Just because it has the potential to fail doesn't mean I shouldn't try. Some things are worth trying because while the pain and the, the suffering that could result aren't pretty intense at their worst, the potential for a positive outcome is also worth that. Not only because it's positive, but because it's necessary. Because in, in my opinion, the, the dirty little secret is that we cannot live without trust in other people. And we cannot live a life where we never trust anyone. And that doesn't mean you shouldn't be smart about it. And that doesn't mean you shouldn't be wise and think about it and, you know, continue to trust people even after they burned you. I'm not advocating for any of that. But what I'm saying is you can't just shut it off and say, I'm not going to use it because I've been burned. That actually makes us worse. And I know this because I've tried. <laughs> I tried to just say, I'm not going to trust anyone. Screw this. <laughs> and it worked for like two seconds because <laughs> it doesn't last. We, we are meant, we are meant to trust people. We are meant to put our faith in others. And of course, I believe we're also meant to do that with God in a more extreme way because without those things, we're, we're left a shell of who we are. We have this weird problem in the West where we promote individualism so much and we believe that we can stand alone as this island and, you know, make something of ourselves by ourselves, do it ourselves. And I get it because I've, I've been taught that too. <laughs> I've been told all of those stories and that's fine. That's okay. But it's not true. Ultimately, we're not meant to be islands. We're not meant to be individuals as these standalone pillars that are self-sufficient. Never was meant to be that way. But everything about how we adapt to pain in bad situations tells us that that's the best way to handle it. Because the problem is correctly identified as being other people. The problem with being hurt by trusting people is in fact the other people because other people have a tendency to suck. So our body's response in saying, don't trust other people, just push the other people away and you won't get hurt is correct. That doesn't mean it's the best solution. And that's something we kind of have to train ourselves out of because it can be the correct identification of a problem, but that doesn't mean the solution is also correct because the solution to being hurt by people and having trust broken is to is twofold. It's to not trust those people and to find new people. That's the solution. And that's hard because you're basically resetting the clock and saying, count that as a loss, move forward, start again, starting from zero. And that is difficult. But just because it's difficult doesn't mean it's not worth it. And obviously within this is the, you know, the ever pressing question of, well, do you try to trust people who have hurt you before? And there's not a one size fits all answer to that because I think some situations call for it and some don't. Sometimes you should cut the tie and move on. And sometimes you should try to mend the situation and you should try to heal it to reestablish the trust and make it a positive relationship moving forward. And that's all dependent on what happened, of course, and what the person does as a response to their side failing. At the same time, how we respond when we fail, when we break trust. Because it's also wrong to say that we're never going to break anyone else's trust because we, we will and we do constantly. Usually in small ways, hopefully usually in small ways, but sometimes it's in big ways and sometimes we screw up royally. And how do you respond to that? How does the person who did that to you respond to that? Are they sorry? Was it intentional or accidental? Was it something they are trying to make up for or are they trying to brush it off as nothing slash are they trying to blame you? None of these are necessarily easy to understand or necessarily easy to just come to terms with or to fully identify, but it's the reality, right? It's 
it's it's something we actually have to face. It's something we actually have to wrestle with and deal with and all of that. So what do you do in response? I will always advocate for trying again and trying to reestablish trust and to try to mend the relationship because something done to repair that kind of situation in insincerity and in good faith, I think it builds you up in a stronger way and it builds them back up in a stronger way as well. So I will always advocate for that. I'm not sure I have much else to say on this subject. This was kind of a scattered conversation, I understand. And so sorry if it's hard to, to follow. Uh, again, I don't script any of this. This is just off the top of my head. So I feel like I kind of jumped around, but just wanted to, to talk about that and to kind of get that out because I, j I just see the lack of it. I just see the lack of it in my own life and I see the lack of it in the people around me. And it makes me sad, even if I understand it completely. And it makes me frustrated, mainly at myself for having the lack of that, for not being able to do it correctly. So this is me trying to be better at it and hopefully at the same time, helping other people become better at it. Thank you all so much for tuning into this episode. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, want to yell at me, <laughs> whatever, uh, whatever comments, uh, please send them into beingstillpodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to interact with you and talk with you and uh, kind of have that discussion. That's all I have for now, and I'll see you in the next episode.